Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today is Wednesday, July the 20th, and thanks for... uh, being with us here on AFR, Ed Battagliano joins me today. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning to both of you, and happy hot dog day. It's hot dog day? It is national. You don't know this. I, I do not. This is national hot dog day. Really? I didn't even know it either. I don't know how this escaped us, I, Ed. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Well, well how I'm going to celebrate and Ed, and And Fred, how did you learn this fact? I learned it this morning. Actually, you learn it. Yeah, I I done learned it. <laughs> you done learned it this morning. We're off to roaring start here. Yeah. Uh. How, when? How did you done learn it? Uh, Fox and Friends, uh, Nathan's famous hot dog. Oh producer. yeah, that's the only kind we get. Um, this is to bring attention to hot dogs. You just declare yourself a day, you know. Right. But uh, no, there's special deals at various places across the country. You know, some of those big. Truck stops across the country. Yeah, serve hot. The, some of them are giving away hot dogs today. Now uh, I got to say, getting a special deal on hot dogs at a truck stop—that ain't <laughs> happening in my house. Uh, well, there's a corner store near our place called Sam's. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, they have um, some pretty good deals. You can the, feed an entire family <laughs> at Sam's for about five well, bucks. One of the most famous songs in. Television commercial history is what, guys? I'm going to do a little trivia for you here. In television? Oh, oh, uh, oh! I want to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. I wish Meyer I were an Oscar yeah. Mayer wiener. Uh-huh. Uh, that is what I truly, truly want to be. be. Why do I feel like I need to finish the song? I, some songs you can just stop with a line. I just feel like I need to I, go I think on. you should. Huh? I think I think on I, national I even, radio you should. I didn't even warm some, up though. Yeah. I think that huh, if I had a chance to warm up, you tone my voice. I think uh, I could offend more people. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, we uh, appreciate you joining us today on National Hot Dog Day. We know there's other things you could have been doing, folks, but you joined us. <laughs> so does this mean we're going to break out about 100 hot dogs here at the bottom of the hour and see who can ram 20, oh. down, 20 down our have throats? A, have a contest? Well, Tim, you are the president. Yes. If, that's, you if you want de- that to happen. You can declare... I, there's something wrong with those people, uh, huh? And the pie eating. Now, I haven't seen the pie. Contest. They have a pie eating contest. Oh, there's pie eating contests at like state fairs and stuff like that yeah. all the time. But you can't around, use your what hands. Is it, what's it? July fourth, they have the national hot dog eating competition. Yeah. The winner this year, I think, was two years in a row, and he put down over sixty. Sixty hot dogs in how, how long? I think it's within an hour or so. I don't it's, know how you do it's, that. Yeah. I got expression. Hot dogs. It's just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's just not. Um, I don't like watching that. I mean, I watch it for the. I wouldn't watch. I, that's the, you know. I guess it's like gladiators. You know, <laughs> you just food gladiators, yeah, right? Yeah, eating hot dogs is exactly like people killing <laughs> well, each other. I mean, it from a, from, I mean, from a from a fan perspective, <laughs> well, right? It's true. You sit in the stands and watch somebody do something them. that's. And, they shouldn't be doing And that. it's really bad when they get down to about a hot dog 55. Oh. Because they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not even allowed to use mustard, right? Oh, they soak it in 
Well, it's just it's it's Nasty. it's it's gross, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. All right, so we're moving on here uh, again. Thanks to you, thank you for joining us. Ed, tell people how they can join us on what you affectionately call that their internet. That's correct. If you would like to watch us do this radio program, and again, we got to say, why wouldn't you? And we've been we're on YouTube and Facebook, and we're free. Yes, huh? we're, we're uninhibited. We we can say whatever we want. That's right. Even though we break it up sometimes. <laughs> Uh, if you want to watch us we on Facebook. We haven't been banned today. No. No, or but, putting time out. But I would be surprised if we, we are going to have our own streaming platform. Yes, where we people are. Can, we'll be able, and that's coming up here, I think, in the next couple of weeks or so. So they say. Or so they, so they say, those folks in IT. <laughs> um, but between now and then, I would be shocked if we're not banned on right. one of those two platforms. Right. Right. Speaking of which, Facebook or YouTube, you can go to those, search for today's issues, click through, and you can watch us do radio. We also encourage you to get the AFR app for your smartphone or other listening device or handheld device. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to us anywhere in the world as long as you have a good internet signal. If you want to go to AFR.net, you can listen to the live audio stream there for all of our programming, as well as click on the drop-down podcast menu, and you can listen to AFR programming that you have missed. So mm -hmm. those are some of the ways that you can access our program. All right, Fred, what's uh, leading the news this morning? Well, there was what some might call a minor insurrection uh, outside the Supreme Court yesterday. Bunch of Democrats were out there. They're still upset about the Roe v. Wade decision. So they're blocking traffic, and the police showed up. And uh, certain members of the squad were arrested. Well, I, I, I should check myself. Certain members of the squad had police behind them, and they had their hands behind their back. I thought for sure they were in handcuffs, AOC, Ilan Omar. But somehow AOC managed to get her hands free, and she put her fist in the air. Now, of course, I'm joking. She did be have behind her hands behind her back, but it turns out there was video being taken, and she was faking it. She wasn't in handcuffs? She was faking it. Well, yes, they were outside the Supreme Court on the street. Yes, and the police, uh, and they were protesting the uh, Dobbs decision, as you say, the reversal of Roe versus Wade, which was, has that been a month ago now, or something like that? About that. Anyway, um, so you got these far lefties out there, and they're, they're screaming and hollering and protesting and so forth. And uh, you're right, the police, the, I read the story, the police asked them, on the third time the police asked them to move off the street, because mm -hmm. you're inhibiting vehicles right this is the capitol police by the way third time they arrest them well the arrest uh basically was just stand up and walk with walk with the police officers to the uh sidewalk so aoc uh, alexandria ocasio -Cortez. cortez she has her hands behind her back as if she's been handcuffed and sort of manhandled by this uh burly police officer and as it turns out you're right fred that when the camera showed it there were no handcuffs on her right she didn't have to look she wanted that to be the appearance mm -hmm. you know it's a photo op yeah photo op and then she fist pumps the crowd and takes a picture with all her squad members the the four or five of them the other 
the communist. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they, they're the all, the commie squad. The commie squad. Yeah, you know, they're and they're and they're all taking pictures, smiling. Uh, you know, uh, how they've done this great, mighty thing to uh, to to sit in the street and protest. Anyway, the 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 thing was that she didn't have any. They didn't handcuff her. But she wanted you to believe, she wanted the public to believe that she was being handcuffed. Yeah, so. it wasn't exactly facing Bull Connor and the fire hoses and the police dogs and all that. Anyway, enough AOC news, Fred. Next story. On a somewhat related but more serious note, uh, the coach of the University of Michigan football team, Jim Harbaugh. Yes, has come out public on where he stands on abortion. I want I want to just read what he has stated publicly. I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born. I love life. I believe in having loving care and respect for life and death. My faith and my science are what drives these beliefs in me. And quoting from the book of Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Harbor told people attending the Plymouth Right to Life dinner and auction over the weekend, and that according to the Detroit Catholic News. I'll tell you what, in today's environment, whether it is college football or whether it's the NFL or sports of any type, to come out public like this takes a great deal of courage. But I'm reading from what I can read there. This is a man who stands by his convictions, and uh, I don't think he really cares what the consequences are. Yeah, it's the University of uh, Michigan head football coach, Jim Harbaugh, and he uh, was speaking at a pro-life event called the Right to Life event in Plymouth, Michigan. And uh, he is Catholic, and and he's very outspoken on his, his, unlike, uh, quote, Catholic Joe Biden, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi, who claim to be Catholic and yet are for abortion, which is a mortal sin according to the Catholic Church. Uh, here we have a, as you say, a very brave uh, a man, Jim Harbaugh. Now he he is being, you know, as you say, he's being by, by brave. We mean we knew the woke crowd and the pro-abortion crowd was going to come after him, and they have. Mm. They're asking for him to be fired because. University of Michigan obviously is a public school, and uh, but uh, he, he knew that before he went to this event. To he- it was to help raise money for a uh, for a pro life uh, organization there, the Right to Life uh, in Plymouth, Michigan. So, so thus far, the uh, University of Michigan has, to their credit, now I don't know, but this could change any hour. I guess they've said that uh, you know that. Uh, Coach Harbaugh has a right to speak as a private citizen, uh, and that that was the capacity in which he made his uh, pro-life beliefs known. And so he hasn't, you know, I, I don't think that his job is at risk uh, because he beat Ohio State <laughs> last fall, and that was, you know, that's uh, that's a big deal. For, for Michigan fans. Well, I think if Michigan fired him in response to what he said, again, on his own private, you know, personal time, 
I think they would be sued for millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, down the road, if he loses to Ohio State a couple of years in a row, <laughs> maybe they'll just say, well, well you're not you're not performing yeah. well, so we're going to let you go. Interesting, uh, this uh, article on Fox is noting the, the blowback that uh, Jim Harbaugh has uh, received. Uh, one of the tweets, this is kind of the, the attitude of a lot of people on the left. It's from a group called the Palmer Report. I'm not sure who that is. But this is what this group uh, tweeted. No one who actively attempts to deny women their most basic rights should ever be allowed to hold a position of influence at a public university. He said he should be fired. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the view of the radical left. Yeah. You're, we're going to drive you out of public life. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure the pressure is being brought to bear by uh, other staff members uh, – at the University of Michigan to the administration, trying to get them to censure or fine or fire Coach Harbaugh because uh, we know that the left controls the uh, college and university staffing, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, congratulations to him and good on him uh, for, uh, again, he was at a right-to-life dinner. and So he, w- he would have been invited to speak. You know, coaches speak at all kind of events, right? right? They speak at a fellowship of Christian athletes. They might speak at a, uh, you know, a lot of charitable uh, organizations that coaches go and speak to to help raise money for said organization. And Jim Harbaugh, the coach at University of Michigan, decided to go to a right to life dinner because he and, and those those poignant comments that you quoted earlier, Fred. So we just uh, we want to commend absolutely uh, Coach Harbaugh. We're doing a petition in support of him. American Family Association is, and that should be out this afternoon for wow. those who get the AFA Great. alerts. So uh, congratulations uh, to – well, I'll say congratulations. Just uh, we, we just commend uh, – Yeah, we applaud them. Yeah, yes. And by the way, if you do not get the AFA action alerts, if you go to afa.net, you will see a drop-down menu for that. You can sign up. <clears throat> Next story, Fred. Well, some people are, are saying uh, that President Joe Biden will attempt today to draw attention away from the disastrous his decisions have made with regards to the economy. So today he's on his way up to the Boston area, I believe it is, where he is going to go to the site of a shutdown coal-fired generating plant, and he is going to announce his new initiatives on climate change. And apparently one of the big things... Uh, the feds are about to pump more money into offshore windmills to generate electricity, uh, even though a lot of people say that's not going to generate the same amount of electricity as a coal-fired generator would. Right. But, you know, he's got to do something to distract uh, the country away from that. And it's all part of his his war on fossil fuels. Rick Perry, former governor of Texas and former uh, energy secretary uh, in the Trump administration, He talked a little bit about this this morning, and again, as we've often talked about here, this country is energy self-sufficient if politicians would just get out of the way. Cut number three. Seeing and watching this administration, uh, I don't think they have any original ideas about how to deal with this. 
we have a lot of solutions in this country based centrally on fossil fuels. Fossil fuels have changed more people's lives in a positive way uh, than any other substance in the world, any other technology in the world. Uh, we've got small modular reactors. These are walk away safe nuclear reactors. And our federal government's just dragging their feet, slow playing it. If you're looking for the answers, Mr. President, they're right here in America. You could open up the XL pipeline. You could open up our offshore drilling and our federal lands. Yeah, so two solutions there. Stop the war on fossil fuels. Number two, according to Rick Perry, why not nuclear energy? It's clean. Environmentalists have hated nuclear energy for, for decades, but it is, it is clean. It is uh, uh, almost inexhaustible. Uh, there are some, uh, you know, issues such as where you bury some of the, uh, you know, the nuclear wastes afterwards, but there are plenty of safe solutions for that. The point is, I, I don't really know anybody uh, who supports fossil fuels who does not believe, I'll just speak for myself, I support the use of fossil fuels in a clean way. Tim, you said yesterday, I think it's exactly right, we're one of the cleanest countries in the world in the way we uh, do use our energy. Uh, but yeah, let's let's start looking at, I mean, let's continue to to move technology forward on electric vehicles and all these other alternative energy sources, but let's do it in a logical and wise manner. This whole idea that the Biden administration, and they have publicly made this comment, as, including the president of the United States, that, uh, no, we've got to transition now. Mm -hmm. And it uh, doesn't matter really how much pain is caused to individuals or families or our economy. We've got to make this change now because of climate change being an existential threat. Don't want to, you know, rehash all we said yesterday. But I think everybody's on board with a, a wise and logical approach to this. I'd, I'd love to drive an electric vehicle if it would, uh, if it wasn't, a, a, you know, a backbreaker in terms of cost or replacing the battery. And we had the infrastructure in place to do it. And we had a way of providing the electricity to the charging stations that don't result in rolling brownouts for people who run their their air conditioner. Um, but these leftists don't want to take that kind of a wise decades-long approach. They want to do it now. And if people suffer, so what? You know, it's interesting. Some people say the reason the president is doing this today is that he didn't get his wish to pass his next, what is it, $1.8 trillion plan and uh, once again, I think conservatives in this country have to thank Joe Manchin, Democrat senator from West Virginia, because he told the president he wasn't willing to go along with spending hundreds of billions of more money to get his political plan in place. Right. Apparently in that package, there was three, something like $300 billion <clears throat> that Joe Biden wanted to spend on subsidies so people could buy those electric cars. That you, was, for individuals? Yes, subsidies, uh, either to, to go to the automakers to lower the price. They, they did a calculation this morning on a small electric car, let's say $50,000. Yeah. If you have to finance that over seven or eight years, a $50,000 vehicle, the payments are something like $800 a month. How many Americans can afford that? Besides, I, I'm just going to tell you, again, not an economist, but I think I'm pretty safe in saying this. 
Uh, if the government starts to subsidize something like cars, yeah. the car manufacturers and the car dealers are going to raise the price. Just like college tuition. Just like college tuition. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, am I wrong about that? No, you're not They're going to say it's free money coming from the government. We can cash in. Yeah. What did you say he's doing? Uh, what, what are the couple things he's announcing he's doing by executive order today, Fred? Yeah, has has best that he can. He wanted to do a whole lot. Remember this time yesterday, the news that was coming out, he was going to make an emergency declaration. Yeah. But they backed away from that. Um, one of the things he's going to announce today is uh, shifting more towards what they call offshore wind manufacturing. Mm -hmm. That's what they're basically it's windmills offshore. Uh, oh, well, that's going to work. Let's wait and see. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you the seagull population <laughs> is going to plummet. They start getting ground into hamburger. Then you're, then you're going to, that's going to pit the PETA folks versus environmental folks. Huh? I'd like to see that left on left war. Uh, that's going to look good. Yeah, that yeah, that's going to look good out on the ocean, isn't it? Big Pete, windmills. Uh, oh, with, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I, you know, if these these people, uh, by these people, I mean these lefties here, they speak with forked tongues, mm -hmm. all right? You cannot say that fossil fuels, uh, the oil and gas industry here in America uh, is causing our, the it, it, it represents an existential, is that the right word? Existential, yeah. Um threat to to our survival but yet you go over to saudi arabia and ask them to pump more oil so that gas prices guys come down it's either one way or the other all right you cannot what what uh if you're asking the saudis and opec to pump more oil so that we can use more fossil fuels here in america all the while, you're saying fossil fuels are what's causing the planet to burn up. You see what I mean by fork, yeah. fork tongue, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you should uh, you should just say we're we're not going to. We've got to stop now, people, uh, using fossil fuels uh, at all, uh, because look, the the planet's going to be on fire. In and fact, we're all going to die. If you really believe this, you should be telling the Saudis to lower production. Yes. And yes. we're calling on all of OPEC yes. to, to so, lower production. So, therefore, that's in the Bible, isn't it? It is, plenty of times. So, therefore, this leads me to believe that the uh, many of these people on the left who claim to be environmental activists or environmentally aware don't really care about this issue. That's They're right. only using it. Yes, and they're not really committed to the belief they uh, they want to uh, uh, use this to try to further globalism and also, as you said yesterday, Ed, more control by the uh, federal government from Washington D.C. Right. Yes. In the name of mm -hmm. in the name of saving the planet. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that that's what's that's what I think is going on here because. We had another, I was reading another story, and maybe Steve had this, but in his neck in his segment, I can't believe uh, I can't remember who who we dished it off to this morning to cover. But it was a story about all these celebrities, and we talked about this yesterday. 
Some all these celebrities who are using, who are preaching to the rest of the America about <clears throat> the the danger of carbon emissions, mm-hmm. while they're using their private jets to travel all over the place, which are uh, releasing untold amounts of carbon emissions, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, and there was a story about like Steven Spielberg and some of the others using their private jets for 15 minute trips yeah. Yeah. across Los Angeles. And this were this wasn't make up. This was well documented. So all these, uh, a, lot, a lot of these people like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and everything, they just, they want to virtue signal and say how much they they care mm-hmm. about the planet. <laughs> and uh, for all you little people, get on your mopeds, okay, right. and help us out here. Now, I'll see you later. I got to go to St. Tropez yes. on my private jet. We'll be back momentarily. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA believes that all men and women, whether in private or public, should be free to exercise their faith without hindrance from the government. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Hello, everyone. Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, an update on our Israel trip scheduled for March 2023. We're about a third full, so two-thirds remain. That is of uh, the seats we have available for our trip to Israel. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're very excited to take a new group of pilgrims across the pond, across the Alps, across the Mediterranean, and land our plane in Tel Aviv, bus to Jerusalem, and here we go. Again, that's in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, all we'll be doing and seeing. You can read about everything associated with this trip by going to twholyland.com, twholyland.com. March is a great month, typically, weather-wise, to visit And so that's one of the reasons we schedule it for that month. Again, twholyland.com to check out the trip. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, My goal as a teacher is is to impart knowledge and then be able for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers. Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. A school district in Southern California is about to open a Planned Parenthood clinic on a high school campus. You heard that right, folks. Young ladies will soon be counseled by abortion doctors at John Glenn High School in Norwalk. The school board says Planned Parenthood will not be allowed to perform abortions at the school, but they will provide contraceptives along with STD treatment, and they'll provide referrals for abortions as well as gender transitioning services, all without parental consent. Parents should be horrified. Little Billy could come home from school and announce he's transitioned to Beatrice, and there's nothing mommy or daddy can do about it. The problem is that sex education classes in public schools are how-to instead of don't-do classes. 
And the bigger problem is that our tax dollars are about to be used to fund a Planned Parenthood clinic on a public school campus. Sweet Marcy, America. I'm Todd Starnes. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23, and 24. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on American Family Radio. I don't think we're releasing any carbon emissions into the atmosphere just doing this radio program. Some would say hot air. Well, we're, we're releasing a lot. Of, we're using electricity. We are. Yeah. But who doesn't use electricity? I guess. Exactly. Exactly my point. When, <laughs> when Jimmy Kimmel is right. got an activist on his program. Or right. About the environment. Yeah. Talking the, about the environment. The I bright wanna, lights are on, aren't yep. they? The air conditioning's going. Air conditioning. They came in a limousine. People right? drove yeah. to get on the air. Uh, all right. So Fred Jackson, Tim Wildman, Ed Vitagliano. Real quickly before we go to our guest, uh, there was some news from the world of health and science that uh, I sent around to you guys last night after reading it. Fred, you have that before you, do you? Yeah, this is a story out of the Daily Mail. Uh-huh. Now, the headline is this. People who drink between 1.5 and 3.5 cups of coffee per day are less likely to die. Well, die at all? <laughs> that's what the, now, if I you think want, they ran out of space for their headline. <laughs> that's, but if you want to attract somebody's attention right there. Right. That's you, likely to you die. Put, with, there's, I think, yeah, I think somebody left a few words out there. Yeah, you're going to uh, hang around. Die there. of something. I think die yes. of cancer, right? Uh, yes. Or heart disease. Basically, the thrust is if you drink that amount of coffee, you add years to your life. It's a Chinese research team came up with this. They monitored 171,000 people for seven years and found those who regularly drank coffee were about a third less likely to die than those who did not. In other words, you get an extended right, life. Uh, hey, I have read, I've read, <clears throat> and I'm a coffee drinker, and I'll drink mm-hmm. probably three or four cups before noon and maybe one late in the afternoon. <clears throat> but um, uh, the, the, the health benefits, uh, you read about them repeatedly. Yeah. And it, to coffee. I don't know what there is in coffee that helps you. I think I, they talk I, about the antioxidants. Yeah. Uh, the antioxidants, which help reduce internal inflammation and cell damage. Right. All right. Now, as a person who despises the taste of coffee, I'm, I'm going to jump into this conversation a little bit. Okay. <laughs> First, I want to note that this is a Chinese study. <laughs> and I, as I far did. as I know, they may be pushing on Americans something that actually is bad for them. And then I also want to point out, I didn't get a chance to send this around, uh-huh. a new study out that says that people who drink Diet Coke, like I do, actually add seven and a half years to their lives. <laughs> on average. On, on average, average. And won't die at all. That's from the Ed well, Foundation. Ever. I drink coffee and Diet Coke. I'm here till I'm 150. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking. <laughs> well, Listen, if you, if you don't trust the Chinese. Yeah. Surely you would trust uh, George Beverly Shea. <laughs> what oh, you, uh, uh, for, for the uh, former singer for uh, Billy, Graham. Graham. Billy Graham. Yes. Who's dead, by the way. Yes, but when he turned 100 years of age. Right. All right. 
He credited three things yeah. for Coke. his long life. Right. No. <laughs> Trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Mm-hmm. A good wife. Mm-hmm. And he said coffee. Three things. 100 there. years. I'm there. There you go. Check, check, check for me. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm making a commitment okay, right now commitment, that I am going to do my best you do your to best. try to like coffee. Okay. Give it a shot. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it another go. We got all kind of flavored coffee out there. I know. Huh? So you I just know. pick your, pick your, uh, a choice. I went by Ed's office yesterday. His office is two. His two oh, about twenty feet from me. <clears throat> so he had, and Ed, you you can tell things on me, and this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing to be shamed shamed about. I'm just telling the fact that I thought it was humorous. I walked by Ed's office. There were three Diet Cokes <laughs> right right, right beside, I mean, within arm's distance. Yeah, and they I, were. And I, uh, we have the gift of sarcasm. Yes, we do. Here at Ed and I both, we <laughs> share that gift. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 in it's Corinth- powerful. It's in here. Corinthians. <laughs> Corinthian, th- third Corinthians. Yeah, Galateans. Uh, yeah, Gal- the Galateans. And it's, it's uh, so I said to him, uh, I'm going to the break room. <laughs> May I get you another Diet Coke? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, again, in my defense, I want to say I was writing uh, in the afternoon yesterday. I was writing, uh, working on a feature story for uh-huh. the uh, Stand magazine. Yeah. And whenever I write, I need caffeine. <laughs> and and it's, I, I tend not to throw the empties in my garbage can till the end of the day. So it did look I'm like good. I have a problem. Ed is, Ed is also Italian. Yeah. And it's kind of, he's of the flat, you know, age like fine Be careful, wine. Ed. You get, I mean, Fred, you get canceled for what <laughs> stuff you're about to say. Oh, no, Italians no, don't like, cancel people. Oh, that's like, right. Like, well, they do in different ways. another word that begins with that, <laughs> yeah. with that kind of sound. Yeah, sleep with the fishes. Uh, <laughs> Diet Coke is aged like fine wine, you know. <laughs> so Ed is letting his Diet Coke's age. Yes. yes on his is. desk. Yes, he is. I think that I'm is approaching just... the pickled stage. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what have you ever thought about converting to a couple of Red Bulls instead? Oh no! Listen, I, I have my I have my limits okay. to what I'll put in, what I'll put in this body. This body is a temple. <laughs> all right, but we're just having a little fun. Uh, folks. Yeah, well, I just thought you know I thought that study out of China uh, was was a good one for me because uh, I love coffee. All right, uh, you're listening to today's issues. Uh, that's our health and science uh, segment. segment right there. <laughs> Brought to you by the Communist Party <laughs> of China. <laughs> Make sure they pay us, okay? All right, you, you want to uh, uh, introduce, yeah, I'm introduce our guest? Good, good luck. Maybe, good maybe, luck he would want that. Some, maybe he would want some separation between yes. our interview with him and uh, and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get sober minded really yes, quickly yes. here. Go ahead, folks. So I uh, we'll want to welcome Jameson Taylor, who's a senior fellow for AFA and also director of gun, governmental affairs, gov, governmental <laughs> affairs for AFA Action. Jameson, welcome, welcome to today's issues. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm I'm well caffeinated with all the coffee. I drink. Well, have you, do you drink coffee too? I coffee do drink drinker? coffee. All I think they have a diet coke flavor. Uh, maybe now. Oh, uh, as long as it's got <laughs> bubbles, I'll take it. Carbonation. A diet coke, a diet coke flavor. Of <laughs> oh, you jest. Uh, <laughs> mm. All well, right, we had James. Have Jameson on. He's uh, he is still uh, uh, down living in Jackson, Mississippi, but will be coming uh, up here as uh, soon as possible. He has joined 
the AFA and AFA Action staff, and he is, I, sh- I should introduce him as Dr. Jameson Taylor. This is a brilliant guy. We wanted to get his voice, our, our listeners kind of familiar with yeah. his voice. Uh, Jameson, uh, so again, he's going to sing the Oscar Mayer theme right now <laughs> yes. so that we can get uh, familiar with Jameson's voice. Jameson, uh, uh, we're going to talk to you about some uh, some great, good things that are happening across the country with respect to pro-life legislation, right? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good news and some bad news. Okay, give us the bad news first. That's what I always tell my kids. Well, so... Um, you know, I made if, all Fs. Yeah, if we look <laughs> well, give at me the good news, <laughs> <laughs> they're F pluses. Yeah. Yeah. Good news is I, <laughs> F plus. Good news is I've yet to reach my potential. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the I bad mean, news. so if we look at the if we look um, after the Roe v. Wade decision, it's now up to states to regulate and prohibit abortion. If we look at the states, if we look at a map, by the end of a year from now, 12 months from now, we should have 25 states that have banned abortion altogether or that have seriously restricted abortion. If we kind of look at the politics of those states, if we look at kind of their their past efforts to regulate abortion. So far, the good news, well, I'm supposed to do the bad news first. Yeah, do, do the bad uh, news first. Do the bad news first. Um, we have 13 states that are pretty close to doing that. We have eight states in which abortion is now illegal, elective abortion. And that's what we're talking about. The left tries to confuse people about, well, you can't get an abortion if you have an ectopic pregnancy or whatever. That's not an elective abortion. Nobody's talking about that. We're talking about abortions that people choose uh, because they just don't. reasons, basically. Yeah, they just don't want that baby. Right, convenience. You know? This is not about the life of the mother or anything like that. We have eight states in which abortion is now illegal, but we have five others where abortion should be illegal. This is the bad news. should be illegal, but activist judges are blocking those strong pro-life protections. And this is something that I think needs to come onto the radar of pro-lifers and really anyone who cares about the democratic process in their state. We're seeing judges in states, strong pro-life states like Louisiana. They've blocked that state's trigger ban. We're seeing judges in Kentucky, in West Virginia. But aren't those things, excuse me for interrupting, and our listeners know that's rare for me. <laughs> uh, huh? It's all that coffee. So uh, <laughs> it, it, aren't these uh, ju- state, they're state judges, right, basically, in some of the pro-life states, these judges are, are temporarily blocking uh, the trigger legislation that's supposed to be pro-life, the pro-life legislation, uh, aren't these things just temporary? Uh, be, because are, are, aren't the laws, pro-life laws, going to be able to go into existence? It's just a matter of weeks. Well, it depends, and a lot of it depends upon what is that state supreme court going to do. Pretty much every state, like in Louisiana, yeah, example. like in Louisiana, a case like this is going to end up going to a state supreme right, court right and so then it's going to be up to that supreme court but if you look to a state like kansas which is a pretty conservative state right. not as conservative as maybe uh people think it is um but it's a pretty conservative state with a pretty good track record on pro-life legislation in 2019 the kansas state supreme court discovered this right to abortion in their state constitution now you know that's ridiculous it's just as ridiculous as, as having a right to abortion in the U.S. Constitution. Now, what the people of Kansas did is they were, they were outraged by this. So what they are doing is they are amending their state constitution to say that our constitution does not have a right to abortion. 
that's that's going to be voted on in Kansas on August 2nd. This is a very important vote. Kansas has now really become the national battleground for the pro-life movement. We're seeing the radical pro-abortion movement. They've dumped $10 million into Kansas on TV ad buys and things like that to confuse voters. But the people of Kansas need to stand strong. They need your prayers. They need they need listeners' prayers. And we're going to be and, talking about this issue tomorrow with a gentleman from Kansas who's helping head up the effort. Yeah. Uh, and so if you see in other states, if you have an activist state Supreme Court, they could block your trigger ban. They could block whatever regulations you pass on abortion for years and years and years until you amend your state constitution or until those judges get voted out of office. Now, here's here's something to think about. In the eight states where abortion is currently prohibited, those eight states allow for an election process of some sort for their state Supreme Court. That means that you have a level of democratic accountability for these judges. Some states have partisan elections, meaning they have party ID. You know if the judge is a Republican or a Democrat, that tells you pretty quickly what this judge is going to be like. A lot of states like Mississippi, we don't have party ID judge elections. We have what are called nonpartisan elections. Now, what that means for voters is it's a lot harder to find out what this judge actually thinks. Right. But we do have elections here in Mississippi. And I think that's one reason that if the Mississippi trigger ban had gone to our state Supreme Court, what we saw just yesterday, in fact, is the pro-abortion radicals decided not to litigate that case, yeah, think, in, knowing in, they might lose. In Mississippi, uh, uh, the one abortion mill that was in existence in Jackson is no longer in business. So there's no abortion clinics in the whole state now, right? Yeah, there's no abortion clinics, but we do have a Planned Parenthood health center, quote-unquote. They don't do abortions, center. right? They don't do abortions, uh, but, you know, I'm sure they're connecting people to abortions in states like well, Florida. You know, Florida now has become an abortion destination. We're seeing uh, Florida's 15-week law. They have a pro-life law, though, right? They have a 15-week law, which, right. which is what Mississippi right. had passed at right. overturned Roe. But if we think oh. about the 15-week law, what that does is that's the same abortion policy as Russia or France. You're, you're yeah, hardly cutting they're, edge. They're, with they're, the, they're going to have to pass stricter. They're going to uh, have to, yeah, laws in in like Florida, for example. Now, now uh, we need to. It, it, have you shared the good news? Yeah. So the good news is we have these eight states where abortion what are now what are is they? illegal. So Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Wisconsin. South Dakota. And these eight states, one thing to think about is they allow for elected state Supreme Court judges. I got you. That's something that people need to get involved gotcha. in are these elections at the judicial level. Gotcha. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, but, hey, who knew, praise God, we would be talking about this, what, six weeks ago. Praise well, God. we kind of knew because the, 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 the decision was leaked. The Dobbs decision was leaked. But at the same, <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, and boy, they're out to get. The, they're going to find that leaker one of these centuries. <laughs> they're at the Supreme Court. Uh, you just wait and see. Yeah. Um, I'm so, uh, but uh, the good news is, the great news is, Roe versus Wade uh, was overturned through the Dobbs decision, and now abortion is has been returned to the states, so that we people like who listen to us here can be more directly active and see results. Uh, now, now, not some states you can forget it. New York, California, they're they're wackadoodle lefties there who control right. 
<clears throat> as opposed to non-wackadoodle lefties uh, uh, who control the state legislatures and the governors. And the people of those states are far are very liberal, so I don't see much change in, in deep blue states. But red states, even purple states, I think we're going to see more activism on the part of Christians and pro-life people and good results coming in the coming uh, months and years ahead. Jameson, thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. On. And may you <clears throat> may you go enjoy some more coffee. Okay, <laughs> Jameson Taylor, who's senior fellow for us here at AFA uh, and, and director of governmental affairs for AFA Action. All right, Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano and uh, and uh, also uh, Fred Jackson. Brent Creeley is our producer. And uh, Steve Jordan will be with us next hour. If you're wondering, where's Ray Pritchard? Why hasn't he been on the radio with y'all this summer? Because I enjoy listening to Ray more than I enjoy listening to Tim, Ed, and Fred. <laughs> if that's your sentiment, uh, Ray will be back next week. Ray travels the country speaking at Bible conferences. Uh, and, and, and he's an outstanding Bible teacher. Yeah, it, it, the, there's, there's uh, several... <clears throat> Several parts of the country have these uh, Bible conferences. Oregon, Michigan. He goes to Wisconsin. Uh, I think he goes to the state of New York. And in January, Ray fills a calling to Florida uh, <laughs> to go and teach there. Have you, huh? You ever notice that? Oh yeah, yeah. he's he is no he's no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> that when when Jan when it's January in Kansas City, uh, <clears throat> Ray doesn't even have to pray about it really. <laughs> Yes, I'm there, Tampa. <laughs> All right, uh, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story, Fred. Well, uh, we've talked about it before. There are many what we call woke companies uh, in this country. One of them is Starbucks. Uh, and when we say woke, supporting liberal policies on various fronts. So it was really interesting recently uh, when the CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, he announced that they were shutting down 16 of their stores in areas like Seattle and Portland, Oregon. Now, Seattle is the home. It's the, the headquarters of Starbucks. and uh, But they're shutting them down. Now, uh, apparently he gave a talk to his employees recently about why they were shutting down these 16 stores in these areas. And you're going to note that he said these are profitable stores. In other words, they're not shutting them down because they're not selling enough coffee. So let's have a listen to what he explained to his employees as to why these stores are being closed. Cut number one. We are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. It has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. The issue of mental illness, the issues of homelessness, and the issues of crime. And Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community, and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. These governments across the country and leaders, mayors and governors and city councils, have abdicated their responsibility in fighting crime and addressing mental illness. Wow. So there you have the head of one of the most woke, liberally run countries, uh, businesses in the country, 
calling out to municipal leaders, state leaders, saying, and governors, yeah, and governors, because you're soft on crime, you're making uh, the safety of our employees. You're putting the safety of our employees in jeopardy. Now I've seen this at some Starbucks stores where they all of a sudden they would allow homeless people to come in and there was drug dealing going on in Starbucks washrooms right? in some of these areas. So uh, apparently these 16 are just the beginning. I'm, I'm told there are other now Starbucks stores that are going to be shut down again, not because they're not making money. Yeah, in fact, they are making money. Yes. And this uh, CEO does not want to do this. But the employees said, and he said it was stunning. I thought it was stunning as well, that when they were asked, these employees said our main concern wasn't how much you're getting paid or benefits. Their or hours or anything. Their hours or anything like that. Their main concern was personal safety. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just the crime. Like you mentioned, homelessness. It's not even just the homelessness going in. It's the homelessness and the needles and everything outside the stores that are keeping people, as many people, from going in. Listen, uh, his, him calling out the civic leaders in these cities and the uh, government uh, governors uh, indicates to me that, and we didn't need this proof, but this is additional proof, that this radical left that is taking over the Democratic Party is anti-business, they are, they are run by their ideologies, which means we are going to protect criminals at all costs. Doesn't matter what the fallout is. And this is why you had a lot of these uh, political leaders in the summer of 2020 when inner cities were being burnt to the ground, large portions of it. These people didn't say anything because it's ideology above all else. Well, and that, that, is, that is to your point. You have these lefties who preach this ideology, who then want to put it into public policy, which impacts citizens. Right. Impacts their citizens. Even though there are conservatives who call out and say, if you do this, it's going to be detrimental to our community. Yeah. If you're going to defund the police, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. They say, we don't care because right. <clears throat> we're running on this ideology that we learned in our universities from no, our right. elite professors. So we want to put it into public policy. What happened here was the uh, defund the police, soft on crime, uh, liberal uh, ideology and people in this country exploited the George Floyd death. Yes. And they turned it into a, a national cause that was meant to vilify law enforcement and police officers on a broad scale. And so, and a lot of people innocently, I think, who thought they were just protesting a, a case of police brutality, in which case I'm talking about the George Floyd incident where he, sadly, he died. And those police officers were held to account by the court of law, by the way. But uh, people didn't wait on that. Uh, they they just went ahead, as you said, a lot of Antifa types. Uh, now, the, the, I would say the vast majority of people who were in the marches and protesting, um, they weren't violent people burning right. things down and destroying property. But there was an element of that, and the people, a lot of people did excuse that behavior. 
I remember the mayor of Baltimore <clears throat> when, I don't know if this was after George Floyd or maybe one of those, just uh, a, a, a similar type situation between police and a young a black man in uh, Baltimore took place. But the mayor said, we talking about the, her city burning down, not the whole city, but a large segment of it. She said, we need to give people a place to riot. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Right. That was, we need to let them riot. Okay. Uh, let them get their anger out by burning down the very town they live in and businesses that, that try serve to, the that minority serve, communities. Serve the minority community. So uh, I think they exploited the George Floyd situation, turned it into defund the police. And a lot of, a lot of these cities and municipalities did just that. You know, they, redirected the police funding to mental health or to counselors or something like that. Social workers. Social workers. And you know what? Human behavior just doesn't work like that. You have less police officers, you have more crime. It's one plus one equal two. Right. Huh? It's not hard to understand. Also, <clears throat> these these far-left uh, district attorneys, many of whom got funding from George Soros, I never – go what is george soros maybe he'll fund a presidential candidate or or a senate candidate what does he care about district attorneys I'm talking about the globalists george mm -hmm. soros far left guy well he wants to see uh, america uh crumble i guess is the only way i can huh yeah the only way i could that's why he would fund these these far left district attorneys you must say well, what what does far oh, what does that mean tim that means you have district attorneys who are responsible for enforcing the law, not in a police police state, a police way. <clears throat> I'm talking about enforcing the law as in <clears throat> going to court and putting criminals away. Well, they, these 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 uh, far left district attorneys are just letting criminals back out on the street day after day after day, and they're not punishing them because they believe. That's not social justice. You need to have social ju social justice by these far left district attorneys is uh, not punishing criminals because the criminals may be uh, a minority. Right. That's the philosophy they operate under, and it's the and that's collapsing all around us. We see what happened in San Francisco, where as liberal as San Francisco is, they kicked out that DA. Mm -hmm. right. They're probably about to recall the guy in Los Angeles, the guy in New York, the DA up there. He's he's uh, he he might be out. So defund the police. Guess what? Mm -hmm. It only leads to more crime. Right. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.